This is an Area Code podcast. You're listening to Table of Malcontents, where Aaron Armstrong, Dave Schrader, and Scarlett Hildebeidel talk about the books they love and a few they really don't to help you be a better reader. Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of Table of Malcontents. I'm Aaron, and with me as always is Dave. Dave, how you doing? Oh man, I took a walk outside today. Um, I, uh, You know, it's funny, I, I've, I occasionally speak to the... This, this sounds so pompous. I speak to the uh, <laughs> a publishing class at Belmont once a semester. There's a lot of people in town speak to classes like that. But I always kind of say stupid things like, hey, guys, they ask for like advice in publishing. And I'm like, here's my other bit of advice. All right. Take a walk a few times a day. <laughs> it's like <laughs> an old, I said, it just, you know, I said, I just need to stretch the legs and it clears my mind. And I said, you can get stuck at your desk all day long and especially working at home too. Oh yeah. But uh, man, I enjoy a walk. I know it's silly. It's stupid. And I just enjoy walking. It's such an old man thing to do. I had lunch with a guy this week and I realized like he's busy. He's a guy from church and he really, he's, he's great. He just, I could tell like a lot of people who are stuck working at home. He's tired of working at home. I said, dude, we can go for a walk anytime. <laughs> I never would have been saying that like maybe 10 years ago and, and before then, but, uh, that's like an exciting thing to do now. So, mm-hmm. you know, come on. There oh, you totally. Go. Totally. Yeah. I mean, you know, as I'm entering middle age, I'm finding that it's like, oh man, like I'm, I'm, I'm choosing to go look for furniture Yeah, and yeah. things like this. And it's like, what's happening to me? What have I become? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the answer is a middle-aged homeowner. That's yeah. what I have become. You get excited about these things. Yeah. So well, but you. and I mean, most recently, I'm excited that I can actually get mail at my mailbox. That's true. That is true. Because you had like a PO box for that time, right? That's right. Um, no, no. We've got. Um, we had an issue with our like all new all new subdivisions and stuff like that. This is a. It's mm. it's like a a central boxing unit. <laughs> kind of thing that they do oh, at, I, in I was all ta- places. I was talking about where you lived before. Sorry. Oh, well, they had the same kind of thing before. Yeah. So, okay. so no post, okay. no PO box for me, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> not unless I decide to rent one, um, here in, uh, here in sleepy rural Tennessee. But, uh, I was going to say out there, man, I tell you when the, it would have been a good place to be. when we thought the, uh, world was completely ending about last March. Mm-hmm. That's when I was listening to, uh, Tina Turner's "We Don't Need Another Hero" and repeat. Oh. And I was thinking, you know, <laughs> it's little... true. It was a dark time when you were uh, mm-hmm. when you were dressed as Tina Turner for every show. Absolutely, man. Tight, tight uh, black leather chains, everything. That's that's what I do. So, right. um, <laughs> people telling me I, that the world's okay again, and I don't need to wear those outfits anymore. I beg to differ. I I believe, you know what? It's uh, it's comfortable. Uh, not in the summer, if you know what I mean, but it's, it's comfortable true. for the most part. Otherwise, yeah, yeah, I can, mm-hmm. I can believe that. And and I mean, the spikes on your car, yeah, that helps a lot with with Nashville traffic. Yeah, you know, speaking of uh, uh, rock musicians wearing uh, black leather outfits and stuff, somebody brought up the band uh, Winger the other day, mm. and like of the hair hair band uh, hair metal bands <laughs> of the eighties. 
Well, I sat on a plane next to Kip Winger one time and uh, I really wanted to ask him so many questions. <laughs> I just could not ask. That's amazing. <laughs> he was very nice, by the I, way. I believe it. Now, I told you, like, I told you that I sat next to, um, next to um, a formerly, uh, like, still, still semi well known um, singer once on a plane, right? Uh, semi well known singer. Lisa Loeb. No, I don't. I didn't tell well, you about I this. Don't, I don't remember this one. But oh, that, this was this was a while back. Can but, we play? Uh, can we play her famous song for like five seconds without being charged? Nope. We can't? Darn it. Nope. Doesn't work that way. It's not fair use. We're not parodying it. And uh, well, we can do that, or um, or this can be an educational podcast, right? Nope. That is for the. It's masses. also not an educational podca- it's podcast. Also not. I thought we were. I thought no. we were an educational podcast. No, we're not in that category. We're in the arts category. Oh, you need to change that. What are you doing? <laughs> who who made you in charge of this thing? Oh yeah, that's yeah, right. I did. <laughs> hmm. oh. You know, you know, I uh, I listened to uh, "Stay," her favorite song. I was on the radio a few weeks ago, and I was in the car, and I knew every um, lyric, uh, which just says, "I'm from the '90s," and I watched. Reality Bites, right? That's the like the big song in Reality Bites. Well, it's, there's a bunch of songs from that, right? Yeah, I mean that was the kind of the ultimate, um, mm-hmm. you know, grunge movie. Yeah, and grunge died shortly thereafter. No man, I'm still living it. Come on. <laughs> no, I mean I'm still yeah. loving it, but I, I mean <laughs> just in terms of it, like it, grunge moved into the mainstream, and so it was no longer. Oh yeah. Um, I can't remember sometime last week, but Lightning 100 did a gr- they did like a uh, early 90s uh, song play for like a few hours, which was really fun. And uh, I mean, that's what I'll have like on Spotify anyways. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but it, uh, but that I think that that was probably when I heard that song. But that didn't seem like something Lightning 100 they do. I mean, it was a lot of you know they had some Pearl Jam and uh there was they played lithium by uh nirvana and i'm trying to think what else there was some one other song i was thinking about from that era but yeah it was fun oh red hot chili peppers under the bridge um mm. you know stuff like that enjoyable you know I, there's a uh speaking of other people we know taylor comes and i would it was just funny because he's not from that era and he reminds me that i am from that era mm-hmm. often but he loves that style of music he likes uh, which i think is fun so well it's because music peaked at that point you know don't they all say that you know it's like I, I, there's people who are 20 years older than us saying it was early 70s music and i do love early 70s mm-hmm. music too man give me some zeppelin pink floyd any day uh, Fleetwood Mac all, all day long, but uh, but I, but I, but I also think like you know early '90s that just was my like the peak of my love for music mm-hmm. because it's you're a teenager and you're like discovering you know things and it's new and it was rebellious music. It kind of had that '60s vibe, but a um, but clearly an alternative grunge version of it. We didn't really have much to complain about then, but we actually tried complaining. I mean, it was really tough living in the suburbs, and when "Smells Like Teen Spirit" comes on, <laughs> you go wild. Absolutely, um, absolutely. But man, oh gosh, 
Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Thanks for taking me back, Aaron. Anytime. Did I take myself back? I don't know, but no. Well, you know, speaking of taking us back, we got to get back on topic. Wait, hold on. Before we do that. So what what happened on your flight with Lisa Loeb? Oh, well, we, so because I didn't recognize her um, because I just, I just didn't. Did she wear Um, the glasses? Her kind of. I mean, she wears glasses. Okay. So, um, so yeah. But, um, she, so we, we were, I was in my seat. It was in my seat. She, she was getting into, into hers. I noticed a guitar and it's like, okay, so musician kind of thing. Um, and then someone was like, someone like made was as they were going to their seat, made a point of stopping and saying, you know, I love your music and think, you know, Hmm. and, and she's like, oh, thank you. And, you know, then that was it. And I'm like, I'm I'm sorry. Like, who are you? <laughs> did you you asked her? You did, I did. You I did. Okay. And yeah. and so I'm like I I, and she's like, oh, I'm Lisa Lowe. But I'm like, oh, because I mean, yeah. You know the the last time I, the only time I'd seen her was in her music video from 1994, and so you know, 22 years later, people look a little bit different. Yeah. Um. And yeah. so. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah, and I don't remember her doing. I mean, I, I, I'd have to pull up Spotify when we're done to listen yeah. to some more music. I'm just curious what she probably does a similar kind of full. Oh yeah, I mean she's thing. she's got lots of lots of mm-hmm. work out there, and it's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Um, you know, but I mean, it yeah. just was not on my radar, so yeah. I didn't listen to it, and, yeah. um, and so. That was so we just ended up we just ended up chatting for a while about uh, about what I do and what she does and family stuff and faith mm-hmm. and yeah. and all kinds of stuff like that and so it was great. All right, I like it. I like yeah, it. so all I right. got to I got to share the gospel with Lisa Loeb once. Wow. Okay, I like it. I can't wait to hear the next songs after that. Man, well done, Aaron. Well done. Wait, you, probably, I'm sure her? it's about I'm sure it's about some weird guy on an airplane. <laughs> Did you, uh, did you, uh, did you see if she was reading a book? Um, I did not see a book in her okay. hands. Yeah. No. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, it's all good. All good. It's all right. <laughs> but, um, but you should know this was clearly the, the work of the Holy Spirit going on here because I am not a plain conversationalist unless it's someone I know. And even then, not much. Yeah, well, now you know her, and she knows you. <laughs> no, no. But uh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, so while no book on that plane, uh, still a good time. Um, yeah. Now, having said that, we have had a lot, we have been uh, hard at work scheming about ideas for what we're going to talk about today, uh, because we are sans scarlet, um, which is a bummer. Just things going on. Mm-hmm. It's a busy twenty-one. It's life it happening. You know, she's she's got she's got good stuff. She's got some less than good stuff. Uh, but yes. you know, that's kind of everybody. So yes, yes. So uh, so Aaron and I, right? We were uh, trying to figure out what are we going to talk about today. And I know we've like casually talked about this topic before, but I thought, you know what? I was on my walk. Right? I was enjoying my walk. I think that's my text here. And I said, let's bring back 
a conversation we haven't had on the podcast, which is some of our favorite slash worst book titles of all time. That's right. And if this weren't a podcast of the audio medium, we would show you the covers, which are equally as bad. But you're just going to have to enjoy the titles as Aaron and I roll off some of our favorite ones. Well, that said, there is there's also a uh, a book that I found at the Dollar General of all places um, <laughs> that uh, those who follow our Instagram will have seen. Um, that is also part of our inspiration for today's conversation uh, because I was there. We were buying some gift bags, and I see this book called Baby, I'm Howling for You by Christine Warren, which sounds absolutely trash and almost enough to make me want to read it. Oh, yeah. Almost. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can I see the cover even though everyone else can't see it? Oh, absolutely. Quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, there we go. Okay, baby, I'm go. out. So you think when you write a title like that, she's got to just be owning it. I certainly hope. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, it's totally a werewolf romance book. Yeah. And so if you do that, I'd say just you're right. I applaud her because like you might as well just have fun. It's kind of like what Twilight should have done. It should have just owned how ridiculous it was um and gone for it and and it's really funny so i confess the girls i think i said before we have we've been watching twilight i know thank you i'm just gonna pause and let you all laugh for a second and um they've seen the first two twilight movies i think there's what three to go um and um so it's so funny because the kids will like pause every now and then look at like why is the director doing that? Like, that just sounds weird the way she just said that. And uh, it's really funny for, you know, 11 and 12 year old girls to pick up on how bizarre the movie, uh, the movies are. But, um, but uh, I will report that I, I believe they are team Jacob yet with short hair. So I'm just going to say that. Okay. I don't know what any of that means. And I don't want to know what that means. So. You just got to watch for yourself because I know uh, you're excited. Come on. I'll I can, read the books. I can yourself. guarantee that that is not going to happen. Mm -hmm. I, there are certain books yeah. that despite the fact that I am a strong advocate of trying, trying things, even when you have a predisposition against them or against them, as you, as you Americans yes. like to say, thank you. You're welcome. Anytime. But, um, uh, but there, there's a limit to what I can handle and I cannot handle Twilight. Um, I have read enough excerpts to know that I do not want to, to read this in any way, shape or form. Well, my, uh, I don't, I don't know if my wife read all of them when they came out, but she definitely read a few of them and we'd be like sitting down and she every like 10 minutes would say, Dave, you have to hear this. You have to hear me read this line out loud. <laughs> it just was ridiculous. But uh, I don't know. It's, hey, it launched uh, uh, not a new genre, just it, it certainly it just made a resurgence to, to uh, vampire romance and, yes. uh, and brought it back to the mainstream for a little while. Yes. And uh, well, and you know, it also, there were a lot of publishers investing in new YA series during that time, which led to better ones like Hunger Games and uh, 
and there are many others that didn't make it as big, but still, I mean, I think mm-hmm. it's fun. Yeah. Someone was asking me, uh, oh gosh, a, a movie producer who's in here, just, we work in films as well at my company. And so, and they're just asking about just writing for the YA audience. And I just said, yeah, it's, it's tricky, but like, you have to write, you have to write a book like that as though you're talking to every age group, even though it happens to be set in that, because that's ultimately, it's not just teenagers reading these books. It's, yeah. it's, it's adults. adults. Yeah. So, uh, which I mean, she, she knew it was just, I said, but that's, that's the key. So, mm-hmm. oh, well, yeah. Well, back, back to our, our favorite book titles here. All right. So, so we've got a list and, um, we will try to post this list. Maybe we'll post this list in the show notes. Yeah, um, we'll there's try. some pretty there's some pretty dirty ones in here. So yes, there are some just, that have content plus in them. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, let's just say it hits on a genre we don't cover on this podcast. Yeah, so maybe we uh, won't put this list. But you guys can, you guys, if you feel hmm. brave. You Google. It's a simple Google. Have fun, and you yes. chuckle to yourself. And, yes, because uh, because I think posting it, you know, I think it might actually violate our uh, "don't get fired" rule. I I think so. Uh, yeah. And but and that I being like said, I chuckled at about all of these. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> so I am going to. So we're gonna just we're just gonna talk a little bit about some of our favorites that are sure. ones that we can mention on the show. Sure. For example, toilet paper origami. It's, Delight your guests with fancy folds and simple surface embellishments. Oh my! Right. Wow, wow! I mean, that's that's, that's something impressive. right there. Well, I guess that's a good use of your time, so you could be reading that book and being constructive as well <laughs> while doing something else. I think that's a win-win-win right there. I think so. I think so. Yeah, uh, it's, it. it's really hard to not use your time well in that kind of mindset. Um, I can tell you, my son, who adores doing things like origami, he would probably be all over this book. Mm. All right. But, uh, all right. So I'll, I'll go with one as well. Let's go back and forth here. All right. Sure. Here we go. How to Raise Your IQ by Eating Gifted Children. <laughs> okay. Here, here's, here's where it gets tricky. <laughs> A gifted children is apparently the organization um that is part of writing this book but the deal the problem is <laughs> the problem is the use of the same font and it just kind of blends together so yes uh, yeah that's that's a that's a tough one right there um so <laughs> well in uh, in that same vein there is a a wonderful title here uh eating people is wrong <laughs> it, yeah it's wrong even though last week if you want to go back and listen to our hashtag taste like chicken episode, <laughs> which you did not apparently title that way. I couldn't was, do it. It was so good. And uh, yeah, I kept thinking of, you know, it's funny. I didn't mention it on the podcast, but if you ever saw a crocodile, crocodile Dundee, I think it's one or two. I can't remember, but again, going back to the eighties here, when, she, the lady encounters this Aboriginal man who's eating something by the fire. And she thought it was either humans or bat or something. And they just look like, eh, tastes like chicken. <laughs> and that's all I think of. That's all I've been thinking about this week. It's ridiculous. Yep. 
Okay. All right. I got an, this, I've got one in the pseudo Christian space because Ooh. there's a banner over the top of the cover that says devotionals for teens. Okay. So, okay. What could it be? Well, it's got, um, it's got a picture for, before I say the title, it's got a picture of like a real happy group of teenagers. And it's, I say it's very diverse. There's a, there's a girl who appears to be Asian. There's an African-American kid. There's a, there's a, uh, couple other white kids there's a uh and then it's all centered around this this guy who looks like um johnny from uh karate kid uh slash cobra kai and so he's blonde hair he look everyone is like paying attention to him and the title is anybody can be cool dot 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 but awesome takes practice <laughs> and this is by Lorraine Peterson, who is also, by the way, the author of If God Loves Me, Why Can't I Get My Locker Open? <laughs> That's <Sorry>. amazing. <laughs> I mean, that is the epitome of 1980s evangelicalism right there. It's Absolutely. Just beautiful. Just beautiful. So I was, pr I, I really enjoyed that one. So, yeah. all right. What, uh, <laughs> Dave, what, I found your, you didn't tell me you released a book. And I, is it, I'm really disappointed. I think does this involve a cat <laughs> on a uh, uh, climbing up a ladder? Does God ever speak through cats? Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, according to David Evans, uh, that is a question that is answered in the book if you pick it up. So there's mm -hmm. that. Okay. Um, um, along with that, though. Uh, this is this is some good practical guidance for people how to start your own country. <laughs> yes, I'm. I I have oft considered doing something like that. Uh, that may or may not be my retirement plan. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay, that's good. That's good to know. Good to know. Um. So, that, uh, well, you, it's your turn. Go ahead. Keep going. No, no, Sorry. it's still your. It's your turn oh, now. Okay. All right. All right. So now it's good. All right. Well, um, <laughs> I don't think. I, all right. So this this is just. I'm I'm gonna say this one because I think it's outrageously funny, and it's more about if you when you do a book cover or the audience, you need to have as much context as possible. The problem with this cover it doesn't have any context. There's no picture what it's probably who it's probably for, which is it's for a like horse veterinarian. Okay. And, and I know Aaron, so I know you're going to think this gets close to don't get fired. It's not at all, but the title yeah. of the book is just called castration, but the subtitle is what wins the advantages and the disadvantages. <laughs> okay. Right. I know that's it. That's as close as I'm going to get. I just, but I'm, I figure it's me and I'm just going to make sure everyone knows that I do good. not endorse this this okay, part good. of our that conversation. Is clear that's me. That's it. Yes. So there However, you go. uh in 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 keeping with the theme of horses, um I I do enjoy the manly art of knitting. Oh, that's good. That's a good that's a good title. <laughs> yeah, that's I did <laughs> Okay, here's my favorite children's book so far. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, it's got a picture of, uh, grandma and grandpa with their, looks like their grandchildren on a seesaw. And it looks like Fido the dog is like sitting in the middle of the seesaw. And the title of the book is, is they're like animated. It says, who cares about elderly people? 
it's, it's it's so bad i mean okay that's good there we go well uh, here's uh here's one more this may be the topper for us it's taking us back into uh 1980s uh evangelical culture it's called the Bible Cure for Irritable Bowel Syndrome. <laughs> Ancient Truths, Natural Remedies, and the Latest Findings for Your Health Today. Oh, my gosh. That's right. <laughs> the Bible Cure. And, okay, what is shocking to me is that um, there are more than two, it has in a, in a starburst, more than 2.5 million Bible cures sold. So for those wondering I, if people using the using the Bible like a book of spells is uh is new? No. No, it's been happening for a while. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um let's see what else we got here. Um Again, I'm having to scroll through these pretty quickly because there's a lot that we cannot share. So, um, so I'm going to go back to, I. this could either be a genius cover or it's just terrible. There's one or the other. So I'll, I'll, I'll let you make up your mind. First of all, the image shows a man in a ski mask and he looks like someone is about to rob someone mm -hmm. or is a uh, terrorist or something. And it just is called How to Make Money in Your Spare Time. And, uh, um, and the only thing that makes me believe it's actually like a memoir or something because it says it's by uh, a number or it's probably like their prison number or something like that because it says author's pen name. Mm -hmm. So who knows? I was still amused by it. So I guess that's what wins. Nice. Absolutely. And uh, I think I think our final book on this on on this trek through oddities in publishing, at least for this time. Mm hmm. I think it's got to be cooking with Coolio five-star meals at a one-star price. Is that Coolio, the, the rap? The yes. Rapper? Yes. Oh, my. Wow. Yes. Coolio himself. Oh, my. Wow. There you go. Wow. Yeah. It's it's about as good as uh, <laughs> as microwaving for one. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good right there. That <laughs> is. That is. Oh, man. Well, these... I think what's funny is like there's so many of these books I see are like very instructional and mm -hmm. out of context. They're it's they're just ridiculous. They're amazing. And listen to me. Somebody wrote a book about how to reuse old graves. Mm -hmm. Okay, apparently that may mean something to to uh, grave robbers. Yeah, I, I I don't know. So, but something like that. Mm -hmm. um, oh gosh, I have to do one more. There's one just called Street Sword. <laughs> and it's a picture of a guy with literally a samurai sword and he looks very intimidating for the 1990s he's got a, a goatee and glasses he definitely played uh some dungeons and dragons back in the day totally fine i'm not i'm just saying i'm just trying to describe him mm -hmm. and the subtitle is practical use of the long blade for self-defense so there you go that's important. I'm, as, you know, I've often thought about living in, you know, as I live in rural Tennessee, what should I get to defend my my home? That's a great point. You need to embrace uh, being a real American, and uh, and you need to armor up, man. You need to build 
a uh, build a bunker, uh, build a bunker, stock it up. I mean, just stock it up. Actually, mm. did you ever see the movie Tremors? I did. Yeah, build a basement like uh, uh, that. Isn't that a uh, uh, Reba McIntyre's in that? Now she's the the she's the wife and her husband mm -hmm. that kooky kind of survivalist guy. They've got a basement full of weapons, and it's yes, really funny the dad from see. Family that from Family Ties. Is that him? Oh, yes, you're right. That is him. Yes, oh, wow. and he is still making Tremors movies. I mean, wow. Yeah, yeah. I can totally see like a version of that movie, like of a script, having him eaten in that scene as opposed to surviving it. Sorry to ruin the guy. The movie's been out for thirty years, people. Um, but uh, I was always amused by that. That was one of those my friends and I would watch back in the day and be thoroughly entertained. Totally. And yet again, a Kevin Bacon movie. So what do you, what do you know? No. You know, he's know. Uh, he's America's greatest treasure. So. No, he's not. You know who America's greatest treasure is. Come on, I have a I have a sequin pillow to prove it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Nicholas Cage. People people love that and they walk in my office. So thank you, Ryan Frederick. That was the best gift I could ever receive. So Yes. Yeah. We've we've all gotten many hours of joy from from your pillow. Yeah. Uh, too yeah. good. Too good. There you go. Well, you know, Dave, last week we talked about something with Scarlett, and it did not go the way I planned. Yeah, talk to us about that. All right. So um I came into our discussion with high hopes of open minds and open hearts and um, some potential excitement about the ideas that I had for uh, possible graphic novels for you guys to stretch yourselves with and to try. try. And it did not work that way. No, it did not. Instead, there it was shaming. There was Lots of shaming. There was judgmentalism. Yes, that's what that's what real friends do. They judge. Yes, that's you know, and you know, I was a little hurt, but after I after I dried my dried my single tear, I picked myself up and I carried on, and I went to the store. Oh no! Oh, and no. I went and I found three other books to present to you guys. So, so we've rejected these three. Is what we're saying. There are four, whatever it was. Yes, right? you guys, you guys, pretty made it pretty clear that that none of the ones we talked about previously you were going to read. Okay, okay. So, right. well, what what do you have? Let's just well, get to it. I also have to say, our listeners are amazing because they did not want, even though they doubt you guys, they do not doubt me. They want me to keep going, either, either because they love treating me, love me getting punished, or because they want you guys to cave and read something. Oh gosh! Uh, so right, I've fine. got three more. All right, bring it. Let's I've got let's, three let's, more. Let's okay. So the first one is called Birthright, Volume One, and so all of these are Volume Ones. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because. you're trying to get us into like reading a series. All right. No, no, no. I'm not necessarily. You don't have to read the whole series, but I want you to see if it's compelling. Okay. All right. All right. So Perfect. this one is a is more in the epic fantasy in a modern setting, 
And so here is the description. For the Rhodes family, losing their son was the most devastating thing that could have occurred, but it couldn't prepare them for what happened when he returned. So a boy gets pulled into a whole nother world where he is where he grows up and basically grows up into a uh you know a fantasy warrior type of thing okay it's real it was compelling enough that i bought the second volume for myself okay mm-hmm. birthright so i'm just one. like you know i'm i certainly have enjoyed uh Lord of the Rings and things like that. I'm just mm-hmm. talking about the fantasy genre. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're saying you can get me more into a fantasy genre. And if like Brandon were on this, he would sell the idea of this book too. I think he would be into this book. Okay. All right. All right. What do you got next? Let's compare. All right. Keep going. The next one is a complete shift in gears called Paper Girls by Brian Vaughn and Cliff Chang. So... Paper Girls reads as follows. In the early years, in the early hours after Halloween in of 1988, four 12-year-old newspaper delivery girls uncover the most important story of all time. Suburban drama and otherworldly mysteries collide in this smash it series about nostalgia, first jobs, and the last days of childhood. Basically what happens is they start traveling through time. Okay. Keep going. Where, 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 like, I mean, this is this is this is like late eighties when this takes place, and, yes. and they jump ahead into the future, okay. and it is, and there's not a lot that I can say without giving it away. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Keep it going. What else you got? Third one is called "Undiscovered Country" by Scott Snyder and Charles Soule. Those are the writers of the book. Um, Giuseppe uh, Camincoli is the uh, is one of the artists on it. This book is the premise of this book is that uh, is this. So, in undiscovered country, readers will journey into an unknown region that was once the United States of America, a mysterious land that has been literally walled off from the rest of the world for well over a century. Two small expeditions enter the former, uh, the former U.S. simultaneously, one from the east, one from the west, and journey inward, each seeking their own form of truth as they struggle to survive this strange and deadly lost country. Interesting. It is fascinating. I'm, I'm just telling you, I'm feeling this more. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's what. So it's it's pretty wild. Um, so I. I started reading and I'm like, oh, oh, good. There's a pandemic that's involved in this one too. Okay. But, uh, because this in the outside world that has not heard from America in a long time, uh, people are uh, people are dying from a plague called the Sky Virus, and the world is li- and basically they 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 basically. Uh, bleed out blue tears when they die kind of thing. It's weird, huh. but it's really cool. It is okay. really interesting. Okay. Um, okay. It looks like it's how many volumes so far? Uh, there are 
two that there's one that's out now and the next one i think is coming out soon okay if it's not out already um so that's number three number four is the one that i have not read yet but it looks intriguing Hmm. it is called once in future by uh kieran gillen okay so here we go okay when a group of nationalists use an ancient artifact to bring a villain from Arthurian myth back from the dead to gain power, retired monster hunter Bridget McGuire pulls her unsuspecting grandson Duncan, a museum curator, into a magic world and mystic- uh, a world of magic and mysticism to combat the deadly secrets of England's past that threaten its very future. Okay. This one's interesting. This interesting is basically. Well. I would do either of the last two. I'm not actually, this aren't, I didn't like the first one as much. Paper Girls seems interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Scarlet may like that more too, just for the obvious nature. But if it seems like it's a time travel thing, I think that's fascinating too. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, Undiscovered Country, it may uh, be a little freaky right now, but, mm. you know, I did read one second after this year, so, uh, or last year, so. That's true. It's possible. Okay. All, All right. right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to put these ones up on the Twitters for our listeners to okay. uh, to evaluate. I can say, um, although I have not yet, um, not yet read um, read that final one, so I'm going to go take a look at a store, hopefully today. And if I find it there, and if it has anything shady that right. uh, that we should not be looking at. So, so is this also like uh, we reciprocate in all this by me giving you like thousand page U.S. history books, right? You already do that. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? Know? <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing as a comic book that takes an hour, you know, to read and <laughs> or read. I don't know. Read, look at, you tell me. Read. You do read. <laughs> There's reading that happens. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Bring it. Do I All get right. to click red on Goodreads? That's the question. 100% you do. It absolutely counts. Does it like put me in like a children's classification? What does it do? Okay. No. All right. Okay. No, none of these are children. None of these are child appropriate. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. I like so. it. Okay. All right. Let's see. Let's see what. The, see if the people will speak. Oh, well, they'll um, speak. They will they speak. Will. Yes. I, and by the way, I did vote in that as well. Yeah, of course you did. You voted that Dave won't. Dave won't do it. No. I'm, Is that I'm, what you voted? I keep hoping you'll forget about this. That's really what I'm trying to do. That's my not strategy. Not going to happen. It's a stall tactic. Nope. Okay. Not going to happen. Okay. So okay. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad though that you're you're feeling a couple of these. This is good. This is a good sign for me. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Good times. Yeah. Well, Dave, I think that is a good place for us to wrap up our time together today, yeah. isn't it? This has been good. Yeah. 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 So what are, you, what are you reading then? What do you got right now? Um, well, I am reading a book called Coraline by Neil Gaiman. So it is one of his all ages books. Um, That's not based on the. Uh, um it's what the movie the, was based on the movie thank you that's what i mean that won the academy right i believe think it won an academy award yeah i think so I remember or it was nominated at least yeah okay yeah. cool but uh yeah that's what it was based on and so the premise is is that uh 
uh, is this when Coraline steps through through a door to find uh, to find another house strangely similar to her own, but yeah. better things seem marvelous. But there's another mm-hmm. mother there and another father, and they want okay. her to stay and be their little girl. Okay. All right. I like it. I like it. Okay. Yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah. So it's spooky, but fun. Spooky. I like spooky. that. Spooky is a fun word. It's just mm-hmm. spooky. spooky. It's like not scary, but it's supposed to say it's scary, but yeah. it's just kind of fun. Spooky. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. good. Well, um, I made a lot of progress on Frederick Douglass, but I'm not done because it's 800 pages. So I'm trying. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, I can say I'm reading Blind Descent. One of my other authors, Brian Dickinson, he was one who chimes in anytime i complain about the weather he reminds me that he's been in negative 70 degree weather surviving um as a navy rescue diver or trek trekker through the wilderness i don't know but uh no this is yeah his story of uh surviving everest and uh yeah i mean it's one of those you know it came out six years ago i think seven years ago and working on his next book right now so brian's a good guy i've enjoyed working with him so nice. there you go i don't know very cool very cool well dave this was fun as always um, i know we'll just have to see how scarlet feels about all this too and uh we'll re- revisit for a special episode soon anyway so that's oh right. yeah that's right all right so uh guys you know what to do as always five star ratings and reviews all around we'll talk to you later This is an area code podcast.